had the opportunity to speak with Alt Bloom over Zoom video. Originally from Montana, Alt Bloom talks to us about where he grew up and how he got into music. He started playing piano and studying classical music at a very early age. Also took a lot of voice lessons and was in chorus and choir. Got a full ride scholarship to college for classical voice. And after one year at school, he ended up transferring to Berkeley to pursue a degree in songwriting. He told us that he won a contest writing a jingle for Folgers. That was his first little validation, little slice of success, winning that uh, contest for Folgers. He talked about the band he was in prior to starting Alt Bloom, moving to Los Angeles, the High School Nation tour he was on during the beginning stages of COVID, and all about this latest EP he released and his brand new song called High School. You can watch our interview with Alt Bloom on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Alt Bloom. Hey, what's going on? What up, dude? How are you? I'm good. How goes you? I'm all right. <laughs> I just moved. So I'm trying to figure out, I was trying to put this together real quick, um, how to build a new desk. Got you. Where are you moving from? Uh, San Diego to, we moved to Nashville. Dude, I'm literally in Nashville right now. I'm flying back to LA in a couple hours. Oh, really? Right yeah, on. We, should, we should have done it in person. I know. I wish yeah. we would have known that. That would have been so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where are you at in Nashville? Uh, just south of Franklin. Okay, sweet. We're in, what area is this? I don't remember. We're right by downtown. Berry Hill. Berry Hill? Oh, Berry Hill. Okay. Berry cool. Hill. Cool. Yeah, we're yeah. we're down in the burbs. <laughs> oh, right on. Right yeah. on. We're enjoying the rain today. Is it raining outside? It wasn't. It, was, it wasn't it was supposed morning. to. It was this morning, and it's been raining here. I legitimately went outside and stood outside in a towel in the rain because I hadn't been in the rain in so long because of Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, sure. So, I'm sure the neighbors of whosoever house we're in was like, what the fuck is that man doing? <laughs> and it's like 80 outside too, which makes it's perfect. Exactly. It's not exactly. like you're freezing outside. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, you guys don't get it. In Los Angeles, you, you don't get this very often, especially this year. I think it rained twice this year. Like it's I know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Are you originally from LA? No, I'm from Montana originally. Okay. Is there yeah. weather in Montana? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get all four seasons and and you get plenty. Where I'm also right underneath the mountains there, so you get plenty. The, all the storms develop right over the top of us, so you get a lot of uh, you get a mixed bag. Okay, snowing yeah. and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. I was raised in a ski bum town, so I would say it was a mix of like either super rich people or super poor skiers. So that was like the mix of my town. Okay, I was the latter. <laughs> okay, what well, was it like growing up there? I mean, were you skiing all the time? Yeah, it was my huge pastime. It was funny because when I moved to Los Angeles and everyone had like people played basketball, I'd go shoot hoops and I'm terrible at basketball. I'd be like, hey, let's go play tennis. I'd get my ass kicked in tennis or hey, let's play video games. I'd get my ass kicked in video games. And then one day <laughs> it was like, let's go skiing. And I was like, oh, that was what I did outside of music when I was a kid was I skied and snowboarded constantly. Um, and now we got a whole crew. It's been fun finding that crew of people in Los Angeles uh, that enjoy doing winter sports. But growing up, it was like my the only thing I wanted for my it, whether it was like birthday, Easter, Christmas, I was like, just give me a ski pass. That's all I want. Any one gift a year is all I need. Cool. Well, how, how often were you able to ski? Like, as I know, in I grew up in San Diego, so 
there's like Bear Mountain and various other places you can go to. And there, yeah. there was a very like sliver of a season you could have there. Like what about yeah. in Montana? Was it a bit longer? Or? Yeah, sometimes sometimes a little bit shorter, but it's generally November to uh, November to March, sometimes April, but generally November to March. Um, and the thing is, is like I would I live 10 minutes from the top of the mountain. So it was you would just oh, that's awesome. Every it, that, that was my um, Saturday, Sunday in high school when I got out early. Um, when I started getting out earlier, it was just like go straight to the mountain and enjoy the last couple runs of the day. And also my parents were fervent believers that they don't remember anything from their tests, but they remembered every day they cut class to go skiing. So every time there was a big <laughs> dump, every time it was a big dump, it was like, get out of, we're taking you out of class. You're going skiing. I was like, oh, right. that's awesome. That's yeah, cool. They, they had a super passion for the outdoors and they would, even if I was grounded and there was something that came up that was outside, they're like, you can go do those things, but you can't like go to the movies or go to a dance or go do that. But you can sure. go to the, yeah. You can go uh, backpacking. That's awesome. And yeah. with with that mountain or where you lived, was it like uh, mountain biking and all that going on during the yeah. off seasons? Yeah, yeah. In the summer, they got they got mountain biking up there, and there's a whole trail system up in Whitefish now too. Um, that's a little bit more uh, for beginners because I would go do these. There's some trails that I would go do, and it's like you're breaking, and you're like, I'm gonna literally fly over my handlebar <laughs> uh, if I if I touch this. Even though you're going five miles an hour, you touch it, and you just start leaning like this because you're so steep. Well, but, yeah. If you flip forward, you're done. Oh yeah, dude. And you'll, you'll get all the scrapes and bruises. There was one time where I was, where I was, uh, biking along a trail and I remember leaning this way and it was like the weirdest feeling. It literally legitimately felt like someone pushed me back. It was a, like a spiritual experience, but I remember looking down at the thing and I was like, if I would have gone like an inch more over, I would have been breaking a lot of things. Oh man. Oh wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well how did you, how'd you get into music? I mean, obviously outdoors are big. Yeah, outdoor is a huge thing to me. When I was wearing my North Face shirt, the uh, <laughs> not sponsored. Uh, <laughs> I got into it when I was a kid. My my mom, um, I'm pretty sure, just got us into it because she uh, thought, heard that it was good for the development of like kids' brains. Mm-hmm. So she got us doing it from super young, and um, I my sisters started when they were like five. So then I start, or started when they were like six. So I started when I was like three because I would just go do everything they did. And there's like even videos of me just literally like standing in the room with them doing their piano recitals and going over and messing with the piano. It was just always something that excited me. It was always something that attracted me. Doing my own thing with music um, always excited me when I was a little kid taking piano lessons. My first teacher very much encouraged me to write my own things. Um, and that's what I would do for my lesson is like I would learn to read music, but then she's like, all right, write it. If you're going to write it, write it out. So um, it's a piece of music and I would write these little things out and I got into it at a very young age. Wow. So you're like pretty classically trained, especially if you can write out notes and yeah, yeah. I think I was, I think I was better sight reading at like 15 than I am now. <laughs> but still to have that skill set, oh, yeah. so many musicians, you, they couldn't read, you know, music off a sheet, but yeah, yeah it or was, whatever, you know? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot of classical training. I was doing classical stuff all the way up until I was like 18 or 19 years old with singing. Um, cause I was in Montana. I didn't know, I was like, I want to do music and, I, and I'm supposed to go to college being in a, being an American in the, uh, in the two thousands. Right. Um, so <laughs> went to, went to college and was doing all classical studies cause I just had no idea. And then after, after being there for a year and a half, I figured out there's like this whole nother route you can do in music. Like I was writing with the band every day and over studying some things online, I was like, oh, I can actually go do this. And that's when I like made the transfer, left that school, went to a songwriting school and started uh, pursuing my own journey. Okay. And were you yeah. writing? Obviously, you were always writing, you said, but uh, were you in bands or anything in, in high school, middle school? I was. Yeah. Yeah. I think my first band was called What Rhymes With Oranges. Um, <laughs> but you couldn't think of a band name. 
uh, and uh, yeah, I was always doing it. There was a in, in uh, high school, there was a group that I'd go play with. We didn't have a name. We just go play at local bars. And since I could sing very well, they would trade me for doing guitar lessons to come sing uh, to come sing with them. So and I would and they would let me play guitar too. They would just turn me way down. Uh, uh, so they would teach you how to play guitar if you came and sang with their band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was wow. it, it was just a natural trade off because I would they would they would say come sing these things and I'd say okay well how do you play this how do you play that what's that thing that you're doing on that song I want to know how to play that and they would mm-hmm. they would sit there and just teach me um, teach me basic chords on guitars um, yeah were you just doing cover songs at the bars or yeah it was cover songs songs that we made up like we would we would all take turns soloing and they were very good and I was very bad but we would just learn progressions that we thought were fun loop them I would freestyle uh, sing over top of them sometimes we'd freestyle rap over things uh, beatboxing was a big thing that we'd do but it was just kind of just like a mixed bag of whatever really entertained us is what mm-hmm. we would do for like an hour and a half at like local a local restaurant that my buddy's parents owned oh cool yeah that's cool yeah, uh, well, I'm kidding Go ahead. Just a source of entertainment for us. I don't know if people even enjoyed what we were doing, but we were having a blast. <laughs> you guys had fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you? You said you went to school not originally for music. No, I did. I but oh. I went to school for classical because, like, when I graduated high school, I had no idea really what I was doing, and, and the next natural step was going to college. So I just went and auditioned for the music program and ended up getting um, full ride and all that for classical. But. Wow. Uh, after doing it for the first year that I was doing, it, I was like, maybe I'm not supposed to do music because I was like doing music in college the best that I could being from where I was from. And, uh, and I really wasn't feeling it. And then, uh, the transfer happened when a buddy came over to my house one day and started, uh, drumming on literally, we were fixing a hole in the wall that got punched in my wall from a party that happened the night before. And he started drumming on the boxes and I started playing guitar and it was like, he's like, dude, I play drums. Let's like start a band. And it was like, all right. And that was, um, when the transfer started happening. Okay. And that's when you transferred into the songwriting school was shortly after that? Shortly after that. Yeah. About like six or seven months later. Okay. Right on. When you write music, I'm just curious, is it hard to kind of take your mindset out of that like theory and, you know, the classically trained Mm -hmm. because, you know, people that don't know any of that, they can just kind of hammer around and hope something sounds okay. But knowing what notes should go with which notes, is that kind of hard to deviate away from? Yeah, I, there was a time in school when I was when I was in uh, that I started learning so much jazz that I started thinking about it too much and it started becoming mechanical to me. And there's like kind of just two different switches I run on. When I'm picking up a guitar, I'm not thinking what chord am I playing. I just pick it up and I play forms, um, play naturally where my hand goes and just kind of move around and find things. I think where the, the theory, if you think about it while you're writing, definitely gets in the way because writing has to become from an inspired, unconscious state. And I think if you're thinking uh, one, four, five, every time you pick up the guitar, you lose inspiration very quick. But you you get you find a place, at least I found a place where I could forget about it and it's almost a switch that I have to turn on. And where it comes in handy is if I'm stuck or if I'm like, yo, I've done this pattern a bunch of times or this sounds too familiar. Okay, what's something I could do to freshen this up? And then I'll start thinking of um, turning that switch back on and thinking of different places that I can take uh, chords. And that's the only time that I really use it. That's why I said I don't think, I haven't read music since I left college because it's all been writing and you're rarely... Uh, you're rarely uh, reading music ever. It's it's all it's all more chord patterns than anything. Are you writing out music still? No, or no? absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I think about it. Like if I'm if I'm stuck on a melody, I'll think about um, the training that I've had as far as like what are like the 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 most common notes that the most comfortable notes um, like do re mi. 
or the one, two, three of like a chord, the, the, they're like the simplest, simplest melodies you can write. So if I feel like something I'm doing is getting too complicated, sometimes I'll go back and be like, all right, what's the simplest melody I can write? Mm-hmm. Um, and just use those three notes or use the fifth and fourth and, and, uh, and push around those things and think about how, how I can simplify something. But I mean, if you're playing with like, I'm sure if you went to a studio with studio musicians, it's easier for you to have the language to communicate yeah. with these people, right? I mean, play uh, blah, 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 or yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a whether whether it's a, a G major or one major. Um, the, the the conversation makes it easier to be able for everyone to get on the same page. If you're playing with a, a key player, a bass player, and a guitar player, um, a lot of things in LA you do it by ear. It just says just listen, and most people just listen and figure it out. Um, and they do all have some musical training. But if you want to switch something up or switch them an arrangement, it's a very it's the best way to be able to have yeah dialogue with fellow musicians for sure. But as far as when you're writing music, it, it rarely comes into play. Um, it really comes into play, but performing, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so once you were in this songwriting school, uh, you graduated, and is that when you decided to move to Los Angeles? Where does LA come into the picture? Yeah, I was in Boston. I was in Berkeley, and I was there for three years, and then I oh, still- okay. Did yeah, you start at Berkeley? So you didn't start at Berkeley, sorry. No, I, wanna, I, started university, I started at University of Montana, and I was there for, I was in University of Montana for a year and a half. There was a good chunk where I wasn't doing school. I did school for a year there, uh-huh. and then I transferred to Berkeley because of their songwriting program. Um, and, and you had already gotten into uh, the first school on a full-ride scholarship. For, yeah, full-ride for classical singing. For classical singing, okay. Where, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they, <laughs> you were really, obviously in the chorus and choir prior to that to get absolutely, into Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Choir was a huge influence in my life. Okay. Um, and then, so you get into school and then you transfer to Berkeley. And what does that look like? Do you, do they just know that you're already in school for classical voice? No, they, they, just, they don't care. You have to re-audition for everything. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you re-audition for everything. And I was going for something else. I wasn't going for classical studies. I was going for songwriting. So the, the audition process is a lot more catered towards what you're doing. You're still singing. I, I still sing like a jazz standard. And I think I just sang a jazz standard in a song I wrote for my audition. But mm-hmm. I went there for I went there for three years and I still had some classes left that I needed to do. But I started I started realizing on that last year of school that I was like, I want to be doing music professionally and I know I don't need a degree to do that. I know that there is not a music industry here in Boston and the industry is in Los Angeles or Nashville um, or New York. Uh, and I actually did try try some New York for a little bit. Um, but being a mountain boy, I could not, uh, I could not stay in the city uh, <laughs> and I like having a car, but um uh, after, uh, the, yeah, I, I realized that I, what, for what I wanted to do, I need to get out. So I left, um, I left a few credits shy of finishing and just started, um, diving into LA and diving into finding new people and connections and, and, uh, yeah, and grew from there. Was it a hard decision to make to leave a full ride scholarship to go to a different school? No, yeah, obviously that didn't transfer over, <laughs> I would imagine. No, no, no. Luckily, <laughs> yeah. And luckily I, I won, it would have been a lot harder, but I won a, um, I won a jingle contest with Folgers, like right in between the two. Did you like, really? <laughs> yeah, it was like a meant to be thing that ended up being, that ended up uh, helping me pay for school. So I used that and then I ended up getting a full ride for the last like year I was at Berkeley. But leaving was, leaving was a pretty easy decision for sure. Uh, both times, leaving, leaving Montana. It was hard because the people that I loved that were around me, but leaving there was easy. And then leaving Boston was like, it just seemed like the obvious thing to do. And I was just ready. That's interesting that you uh, tell me about this Folgers commercial. That's so funny. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a reason why I've changed my name. Um, no, but oh, the, really? uh, you were going by something else beforehand. No, no, I was going by Ethan Thompson before. It was just my name. But, okay. I, but then I, when I did my Alt Bloom project, I wanted it to kind of be a new page in a chapter. Um, but no, the Folgers thing, it was just a, uh, it was like a competition they put out online. It was the first year they did it. They did it for a few years afterwards, but it was basically just like a competition to like use their tagline. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Make like a minute long video of a new jingle that you wrote with that tagline at the end. Um, so we did that whole thing. It's an incredibly embarrassing video. I'm sure you can, you can find it very, you can find it very easily. Okay. Uh, and, uh, um, and yeah, I ended up, ended up winning it. And it was really the first time because being from a small town and not having too much, uh, too much mentorship on how to be an artist. I had some, I had some uh, tips on the industry, but on how to be an artist, it was the first time where I really felt like, oh, you're like capable of doing this. Cause I'd never been to New York. Uh, and I ended up flying to New York. I'd never been to LA and they flew us out to LA to film a commercial after we won it. Um, and it was the first time where I really felt like, oh, I can do this if I really put myself to it. Yeah. A little validation I would imagine. Yeah. Cool. Sure. So from there you go to, you move to LA and, and then it's, you still go by your, you're going by your original name. And then what do you change to all, um, all, all bloom. bloom? Yeah. Yeah. The, the change was just when I started that project. So it was like, I still go by, I still say, Hey, I'm Ethan and this is my project alt bloom. I, I'm, okay. I, don't, I don't go by alt. Um, but uh, <laughs> some people call me that and I have more power to them or AB, but, uh, yeah, the switch happened just because I was ready to start a new chapter. And, uh, when I came to it, I was like, you know, I don't really want to have the pressures of everything I've done before on this. I just want to do what I want to do because I'm very capable of, of singing different genres. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of different places online where I've been in different genres and you can find all those things. And I didn't want those really leaking into what I was doing, um, on my new page. I want to be like, this is a new expression. This is a new, this. I know that I can do that. I know I can do this. I know people want me to do that. I know people want me to do this, but I really want the opportunity to just do my own thing without those pressures. Okay. What year was this when you started our all bloom? Basically when the pandemic started, I released the first thing oh. at the end of, yes, yeah, which was a bummer. I, uh, I started at the end of 2019 and then we started releasing the, I released like the first track of the EP in January. And then we, re we dropped the end of the EP in April or May, um, of 2020, of uh, 2020. Um, and, uh, yeah, and we've just been, uh, we doing singles every like basically like two months since then. And, uh, yeah, that's basically been like the, the trajectory of releases and the, and the length of the project so far. Wow. Okay. So you, you start the project end of 2019 and then the, the whole thing comes out in May, which is only yeah. what, a couple months into the pandemic. Was that something yeah, yeah. That you were kind of trying to hold on to and not release or at that yeah. point were you like, okay, this is probably not going to end anytime soon. Um, I think that I was just so excited about the music that I, wasn't taking into consideration what was going on. I just was like, I really want to get this stuff out. And the other thought was going, there's people, everyone's locked up right now. Let's give them some music to listen to. Um, and I just, before everything locked down, I literally started the first two dates of a tour and then everything locked down. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pretty so good where, yeah. where were you? I was in California. Um, okay. I was in California and we were just going around and doing, um, doing uh, we were starting a tour that was going to every high school and performing for um performing for this thing called high school nation which high is school nation okay i was gonna ask yeah, was yeah. it part of that yeah, yeah yeah jimmy's great i love all those brothers they're they're a really good crew um but we had just literally started the second day of that and it rained out and then the third day rained out and then the fourth day uh everything got locked down you're on uh high school nation tour yeah, yeah. rains out day three who was on that tour with you i know plain white teaser are a big part of that 
Or yeah, yeah, they had been done it previously. The they, they had done it previously. Honestly, I don't remember the, the names of the other two acts who were there. I remember their I remember their faces and everything. But I, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm the person with I'm the person where someone goes, "Hey, what are you listening to?" And I go, "Hold on a second, because I have to go listen to. I have to go look at what I've been. What I've okay. been My memory is very short lived. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, well, yeah. that must have been a obviously a huge letdown. You're in the middle of this this mm-hmm. high school nation tour, and then everything yeah. shuts down, and then like, mm-hmm. what do you do? You go home and try to like i know you're doing a pretty cool thing with the tribe tuesday and how yeah 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 I just, start? I just basically went home to montana i was i was like do i want to be locked down in la or do i want to be locked down in montana and i took the opportunity to go home and be with my family because i'd only i'd only spend like a month out of the year basically with them because i do two weeks in the winter and two weeks in the summer home mm-hmm. so i just went home and i thought it was going to be for two weeks and then it ended up being like six months uh so seven months and it was just sitting in my childhood room uh, writing a ton of music and uh, and really sorting through like what I want to do next. And it was a very interesting process because I was removed from all of my influences and my team and my encouragement um, that I have face to face all the time. And I was really, really removed from that. Um, uh, from that, we all were. Everyone was. Um, so it was a uh, it was an interesting time in, in creating because there really was no uh, there really was no feedback even from an audience of what I was working on. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, so it was really, uh, uh, caught in this world of, of creating being like, is this any good? Uh, and, uh, yeah, not nonstop for that, that whole period. And I ended up doing a lot of traveling during it too, just going to national parks, um, all up and down the West coast. Okay. That's cool. And I, well, that must've been, you got pretty quickly, you got some success. I mean, to get on the high school nation thing within mm-hmm. what months of starting the project, like mm-hmm. how did, how did that kind of come about? Um, it came out just because they're uh, they were fans of the project, and I think that they had someone drop out. They knew who I was, and I and they called me. It was like because it was like the same. I think it was like within two days of getting the call about it, I was out there. I was out there on the first thing, meeting everybody. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, so did you make that. connections pretty quickly when you moved to LA? Uh, it was, it was, uh, there was a couple people that I knew and I basically just, uh, there was a A&R that I knew and then that, it was just basically following any lead that I had, anyone that I would hit up who would be willing to write with me. I remember my dad at one point came out to visit and someone in his church ended up being a writer who'd actually had some success and like they linked to that and he like linked me to that person who I only did a couple songs with and, um, and, and one of them. Um, one of them that, that, that his whole team loved. And then that like linked me to other people. And it was like, you just kind of slowly, slowly through, I would just, it was either me sitting and writing in my house by myself for hours, or it was me going and doing a session and, and figuring it out. And then just doing the best I could in every situation I was in and really just climbing, climbing like that. And it was brick by brick. And it was like, it was two and a half years before, what was I? It was actually only about like seven months before I got my first cut. And then it was like two and a half years before like I got my first deal. And it was just like, it was just grinding, grinding, grinding. You have this momentum going, you're doing the high school nation tour, then everything shuts down. And like, how do you keep, keep going? Like, you know, you're getting the, you have this fan base now mm-hmm. and they're pretty new to the project. And yeah. how do you keep their attention? Um, it's been, it's that, that's been a challenge, uh, always because I've, I'm someone who doesn't enjoy social media or, and has, and, and I feel like it's a, it's a trap that we've all been wrapped into. And now it's like this thing that we all can't get away from on a daily basis. 
and I still try to get away from it as much as I can. And feeling like you're feeding into keeping people on their phones is like a very, it's a very interesting conundrum that I'm still trying to, that I'm still trying to figure out to this day of, of going, how, how can we be, how can we be artists without being cogs in a social media machine? Um, and it's a, it's a reflection that, yeah, still trying to figure it out. Cause I've always been someone who touring's where I, where I connect the most touring's where I meet my fans and, tour, and touring's where I really care the most and what I put my most effort into. Um, so it's been a, it's been an interesting thing. The beautiful thing that did happen is I have met like my, I feel like I've met like my core online lovers through doing the tribe Tuesdays, which is just, it started off with like four people. Um, and, uh, and it's grown from there. And, uh, and it's just like the same core people that hang out every week come through. Uh, we now have, uh, you know, we, we share positive stories when we're there. I share new music. I share old music. I play songs, uh, play songs that they've heard or haven't heard, whether that's off my computer or on guitar. And we just sit there and talk and it's like a nice little place that everyone meets up. We're all familiar with each other. And uh, yeah, and it's, it, it, it makes for a, a fun way to have a middle of the week kind of cheer up and, uh, and connect with everyone, especially with like the way things have been going now where things are sliding more down into people are getting more pulled apart from each other on a daily basis, whether that's through whether that's through news and picking a side or whether that's through actual lockdown mandates or whether that's through the fact that social media has raised was already it was already there and now it's raised itself so much further it's it's gotten gasoline dumped on it over the last year and a half here um that i think that having that moment where we can just have open conversation and it's not all about me it's all about the community um it has been a uh, has been definitely a blessing every week how did it start was it just something that you're like yeah i'm gonna go on here and like how do you even begin with something like that it just started because we wanted to have a week. Um, we want to have a weekly catch up with everyone because I wasn't able to go out on the road. It was like, I was just about to go out and connect with a lot of people. Um, and then from there, everything just felt like it was on pause. So it started off as basically like something to do during lockdown. And then it's just continued on, um, as, as something that I could do to check in with everyone on a weekly basis and just kind of play them new things. Um, yeah, and that's kind of how it started. It didn't start with any idea of, let's uh of let's uh, yeah let's make it a magnificent event every week it's just like <laughs> let's have a check in let's have a check in with everyone every week and it's just kind of uh, it's just grown from there and you keep doing it you're still doing it yeah i still do it i still do it i didn't do it this week because i am in writing sessions in nashville uh and squeezing the juice out every moment here but i will be back uh, online next week right on and you're yeah. in nashville now writing what new music for yourself or collaborating yeah, really. with other people collaborating and really just trying to figure out there's, there, there's a buddy here that I used to write with every six months, we would do like a week or two together. And we obviously haven't, um, throughout the lockdown. So it was my first time to really get back over here and connect. So I just came over here for four days just to spend every, after I get off this, I'm literally going to go and write till we get on the plane. Um, and, uh, yeah, just to get over and connect really with my, with my buddy again, who I haven't seen in years. And I've written the first cut that I ever got, we got together. So we're, we're excited to be writing together again. Oh, awesome. Well, tell me about that. What was the first cut you got? It was, just, it, was with it. A, it was with a rock band called Shinedown, who I did not know who they were at the time. And it's so wild. <laughs> they are really? Yeah, yeah they are massive. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, and actually, we, got, we all got tattoos when it charted. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was the first tattoo we all got. We, we made a promise the day that we, that we wrote the song because we really felt strong about the song. It was called State of My Head. And before it ever got sent out or anything, we said, if this song makes it on the radio, we're all going to get tattoos. And sure enough, um, it was something like six months later, it was on the radio and it did, and it did well. And we, it went, and Carlo, the guy who has this and happened to be in town when it was charting on the radio, happened to have planned a riding trip. So we all went and got tattoos the last night he was in town. That's cool. Um, yeah, it was, it was a fun ride, but yeah, it was a song called state of my head with this band shine down. Okay. 
And do you still write for other people as well as yourself, obviously? Yeah. I mean, I think I just write in general, even when I was writing state of my head, the idea wasn't let's pitch this. The idea was just write a good song. And there's sometimes, and there's sometimes when that process is done that I'm like, this song is for surely for me. And there's sometimes when that process is done that I got this song is for certainly not for me. Um, but the goal is always kind of just follow whatever comes into the room, write it up. And, uh, and then I decide in hindsight, what's the, what's the best thing to do with it. Okay. So you're in the moment, you don't know what it's going to do. You don't know if it's yeah, yeah. for yourself or, or for somebody else. Yeah. 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 In the yeah. moment, it's just, it's just write the song and don't think about it. Cause there's sometimes where I feel like I'm writing this for me. Um, things can get in the way of it. Or if I'm writing it for someone else, things can get in the way of it. I'm like, I just want to write a good song. And if the song is good and I feel it, then I'll decide what I want to do with it. Okay. And you're on Hollywood records now. Yeah. And tell me about that relationship. And when did that start? Um, that started, I was in a band for three years, uh, that got picked up by them called Ocean Park Standoff. Um, I did that for three years and then throughout the whole process, I always wanted to do my own thing and I was very open about it. Um, very open about it from day one to day two, to day three, to day four, to three years later. Um, and, uh, finally left to do my own project. And when I left, they called me up and said, Hey, what do you want to do? You know, are you interested in doing anything? And I said, well, I just want to work on good music with good people who hopefully like the outdoors. That's like, that's all I want to do. Um, and they said, we'll support you. Um, so I, uh, re-signed with them to this project and, uh, yeah, I've been working with them. I've been working with them ever since. Oh, wow. So I didn't realize you're in a band prior to this. So Ocean Park yeah. Standoff was the band that you were in. When did, yeah. when was so between all the other stuff that you've done, when did you have time to spend three years in a band? <laughs> <laughs> um, that was, that was, that would have been, that would have been late. That would have been early 2019. Okay. And then like 2016 to 2019. I was in that Was band. that when you moved to LA? Um, no, no, because it wasn't, we weren't even trying to be a band. We were just a writing group. Um, we were, we were just writing and we had written a handful of songs together. It got sent in some, somehow through like a very, weird chain of events it got into the hands of hollywood records and they said yo we want to like sign this as a project and we got called about it and it was kind of like a sure why not let's try it and uh, and enjoy it and, and learn a lot while we're doing it and uh yeah and that's and that's how the whole process started that started when you were what at berkeley um no 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 that started in la that started, oh, it did start in LA. Yeah, yeah i've been in la for about seven years now minus the oh, okay i was i was confused on timing i figured that you had yeah. moved fairly recently okay so you moved yeah. to la the project was going and then this project started mm -hmm. right kind of around around when COVID happened. Got you. Yeah. And yeah. have you you're working on new new music now? Always, bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's next with you? What do you I mean, obviously you're writing in Nashville. Yeah, I have a song coming out on the twenty fourth called High School that I absolutely adore. Um, and then I have a, another song coming out in November called Beautiful. And then right now, and I have all those songs done. I have the material for, and I have the videos for them done. I'm doing final edits on the beautiful video when I get back to Los Angeles. But um, so I'm just writing for 2022 and figuring out what the next vision is. It's, it's funny because I, I remember seeing a uh, Back to the Future. I remember seeing a scene where uh, Marty McFly is playing the guitar and doing the solo at the end. And the dude calls him and he goes, hey, this is your brother. I can't remember whose name it was because I'm terrible with it. But this is your brother. Uh, I can't remember what it is. But he says, yo, listen to this. I think this is the sound you've been looking for. And, uh -huh. puts, the phone, and puts the phone on him shredding on the guitar. And uh, that's like how I feel like I am right now. I'm really looking for what the next chapter of my music is going to be in the next sound for me. It's not necessarily like it's a total change, but just really feeling what's going to give me. Um, yeah, trying to find those things that inspire me again. Coming out to Nashville has been great for that. Going home was great for that. And really, and really figuring out what the next, um, yeah, what the next, evolution of my uh, of my music uh, is going to be awesome and high school you said it's the next song coming out yeah on the 24th. yeah tell me about this song real quick 
It's funny because I know the specific instant I was writing about that song. The the uh, um, am I allowed to cuss? I'll, I'll, yeah, you say whatever you want. Okay, sweet. Yeah, the, the hook line of the song goes, "I fucked my life up in high school." Uh, and the the moment that I was writing about is I remember when I was graduating high school. I was sitting next to my mom, and it was we were at a scholarship ceremony. And everyone was getting called up for a scholarship and I'd gotten like a $200 scholarship or something at the time. This is like before I'd even auditioned for school. Um, and I was sitting there and everyone was going up and getting there, getting the scholarship, getting the scholarship. And my, and my mom leaned over one point and she said, it's okay. And tapped my leg and said, at least you had fun. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of what that song is about. It was about, it's about really celebrating that I had no idea uh, other than to just have fun in high school. And it was really just uh, that, that freedom that you feel. Um, and the fact that I don't regret it, it's, I think that, I think that having that time in high school to, to enjoy yourself and just, and just, uh, crash around this odd thing that we call life is, is a beautiful time. So it's, it's really celebrating that. That is awesome. And then these are just coming out as uh, standalone singles. Coming out as standalone singles. I might do a double release at the end of the year, just cause it's the end of the year. And I have some, I release songs on the, basically any song that my label hasn't liked this year. I just put out on SoundCloud. <laughs> with their blessing so like i feel like because i did astronaut complex i did astronaut complex and i feel like i literally released an astronaut complex too um oh on soundcloud uh uh throughout the pandemic because i started doing it where i was like i'm gonna release a song every friday and i ended up doing it for like 10 weeks or something because at first i did a bunch of acoustics and then i started releasing songs that were unreleased that i was like these are these are these feel timely to me and i love them right now and i want to put them out right now and i don't want to be waiting for whenever people deem it's okay to do an album or, or, uh, or whatnot. So I feel like I literally released the whole second half of my astronaut complex EP on, uh, on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud only. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, and right. So I might be taking some of those songs and start double releasing them. Oh, cool. With, with okay. the project coming up. So but, what you have on Spotify is different than what's on SoundCloud. There's just more on SoundCloud. There's Got more it. on SoundCloud. So like my, my top three songs, I think are, are all the style that I love. I called it lo-fi pop was the, was the genre that I was really, I become obsessed with Mac Miller at the end of last year, became obsessed with a lot of lo-fi. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and in the, uh, during 2019 end of 2019 and early 2020. So it's really all influenced by that sound. And to me, it all sounded like it was the same project as the EP. So yeah, that, I just released like all, I wouldn't even call them B sides. Cause I really, cause I wrote a lot of them after the EP had come out. But they were all in that same spirit, same mentality, same. A lot of those songs were. Uh, I, the EP was walking someone through the through the stages of love, um, from from uh, before you even know it to when it's after. And I feel like all those songs were still parts of that story. I love that. And thank you so much, man, for, for doing this and bearing with my technical <laughs> issues here. <laughs> what the hell is going on with my microphone? No sweat, dude. No sweat. I, uh, I enjoyed it. And, uh, and I hope you're enjoying your new spot in Nashville. I appreciate it. I have one more question for you. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Um, I think the main thing that I uh, like to say is study what you love. There is certainly going to be a pressure to, uh, to do X and do Z and, and do what other people think that you should do. I have that pressure on me 24-7. Um, and I think the thing that helps me is by studying the things that ring true to me, study the things that I love, and, and, and putting forth um, my best foot from that mentality and knowing that what someone, else, what someone else's opinion has studied as success or what their ear has learned to love over the years through whatever various means of their life that they went through, that doesn't mean that what that doesn't mean that what you are doing is, is better or worse. It just means that it's coming from your true, honest place. So I think that, yeah, studying, studying the things that you love, like when I was studying Mac Miller and was able to then let that influence and inform what I was doing, 
um, it was the best way for me to feel connected to what I was doing artistically outside of the scope of people saying do this or don't do this.